Warning, this podcast contains adult language and mature themes not suited for younger or more sensitive listeners. You have been warned. is open and we have risen spooky nation welcome to the new decade and welcome to the hatching of our new forms when when did i grow that tentacle (laughs) oh you didn't know that oh was it there oh it was yeah okay we all talked about it (gasps) wait we (laughs) (laughs) you style it nicely oh i guess thank you then (laughs) no wonder people were pointing and laughing But anyways, welcome back to the host organism of these new and terrifying forms, this spooky show. We are the parasitic worms that burrow deep into your brain painlessly while you listen. The ghoul babes. New year, new flesh, new bone, new trapped human soul. New me. I'm Lauren. And I'm a coal miner's monster. I'm Vivian. (laughs) I'm the urban legend that's more afraid of you jade and back with us yes back with us yet again i don't even want to talk about it anymore no i feel (laughs) like i don't just skip this part all right fine moving on anyway (laughs) he lived surprise shocker uh but yeah back with us yet again with a return receipt stapled to his chest but unfortunately no worse for his experience with krampus quincy's back Mm. hi guys i really thought that Krampus was going to seal the deal. I thought so too. We didn't even include a receipt in the box, guys. Yeah, where did he get the receipt? Where did he get a receipt? What wait, the wait. fuck happened? It looks like it's a, a McDonald's receipt. Oh uh, no, it's Burger King. <gasps> what? They brought chicken fries back. <laughs> but he he took you out for a nice Burger King dinner. You're not billing. I'm not sure that. nice would be the word I'd use, but yes. <laughs> okay. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Again, no offense, Burger King. No offense, Burger King. Who I love your I chicken fries. I think he was talking about the company. Yeah. <gasps> oh, maybe now next year is going to be the year that he finally gets you. Maybe we'll just keep on failing and keep on failing and keep on failing. But Krampus is going to listen to this episode and He's comfort your right ass. Now. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, guys. What do we want to do? Oh, I mean, kind of think. Try to drown him. We could drown him. Bash him over the head. <laughs> we drown him in the sin tub. Make a coat out of him. <laughs> oh, did you just say what I think you just said? We could drown him in the sin tub, y'all. Oh, Cletus is gonna love that extra flavor. It's 2020. <laughs> get out the sin tub, y'all. Hey, y'all. The sin tub's <laughs> back in 2020. So that's how we're gonna do it. We're gonna hold you under the water of the sin tub until the bubbles stop. And if that doesn't work, I'm sure we can find some hill people, some mole people. Well, Someone yeah. To take him in. <laughs> It shouldn't Virginia, be too difficult. Someone. and We prefer to be called genetically impaired, okay? <laughs> genetically gifted. Oh, I'm with sorry. A, with, I'm extra, sorry. with extra toes. <laughs> extra toes, extra eyes. I mean, extra. if you're going to drown him in the sin tub, that's fine because it's organic, so it's okay. <laughs> but he did just have Burger King. That's not organic. Well, yeah, we don't take too kindly to that around here. <laughs> around here. <laughs> 
Since it is the turning over of a new decade and a new era, we thought it was a perfect time for another Hometown Haunts episode. As well you know, in the past, we've covered both Hometown Haunts for Jade and Lauren. That's me. Me too. It you. (laughs) It me. It you. Hey, guys. That's me. (laughs) And if you haven't listened to those episodes yet, what are you doing with your life? Honestly. For reals. And while she has managed to avoid the subject for some time now, we can wait no longer. Are you sure we can't? Because we can. No. I think we. I think we can. No. I mean, I, I. You guys don't need to know. No, this. the bus is already here. Uh, we had left. to do it. Now you have to do it. What are you hiding? Oh God. You know dun, he's got dun, a good dun. point for a sacrifice. <laughs> what are you hiding? I like to have backgrounds on all of my potential sacrificers. Sacrificers. Sacrifices. He's keeping dossiers on us, you guys. <laughs> Oh, I'll find them. I'll find them all. <laughs> I just hope you picked a good headshot. Yeah, same. Ooh, you're giving me ideas. Headshot. <laughs> we tried. Yes, that please. Once. Remember, please Uber. continue to change the subject that is different than what we are talking about about me. Wait a minute! Damn it! <laughs> I see what you did there. Hey, wait a minute! <laughs> no, the mystery will be solved, and it will be solved tonight, Spooky Fam. It's not a. Mi- I mean, it's not really that. It's not necessary. No, no. mystery I, solved. Gotta, doing it now. Mysteries Incorporated. Let's go. Yes. Tonight we ask the question that's inquire that inquiring minds are dying to know. Where are you from, Vivian? Vivian, where are you from? Hell. Where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you really from, Vivian? I, I looked at your I mean, no, that was, I mean, no, that's, hell. I mean, no, that's accurate. <laughs> West Virginia. Oh, oh, okay. Hell in the, the figurative term. <laughs> Sorry, West Virginia. Sorry about it. <laughs> it's the so, Virginia that had to tag along because mom said so. I mean. Mom said it's my turn to play Xbox, Virginia. <laughs> I mean, basically. I mean, I, Here's here's the thing, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even like to say that I'm from there because, I mean, it's just an endless string of deliverance jokes, honestly. <laughs> like, the minute you say, like, you're like, oh, I'm from West Virginia. They're like, oh, deliverance. Oh, hills have eyes. Oh, <laughs> inbreeding. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess, but, like, not in the part of the state we were from. But I, to be fair, only lived there till I was three. So you I grew d- up in the bougie part. Yeah, we, I grew up in the fancy backwoods. <laughs> they had a bigger sin tub. They had the, the it's the biggest one. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You had the biggest sin tub. Yeah, so I'll get it right second. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I only lived there till I was three, so I literally do not remember anything. But apparently, that is my hometown, and that's where I'm originally from. I guess, even though I grew up in Vegas. But whatever. Hey, me too. It's fine. <laughs> You were actually born here, though. I yeah, wasn't. <laughs> born and raised in Vegas, but we've already talked about that. This yeah. is all about you. Uh, so <laughs> all about West Virginia. Mountain Mama! <laughs> While I was unable to find any specific haunted instances from the town I lived in, save for some random stories passed down from family members, we decided to take on the Mountain State for any other stories of hauntings and eerie happenings, and we were far from disappointed. So we're going to present our favorites that we encountered in our research, starting with the most famous strange encounter that I'm sure you're all thinking of, the mysterious Mothman. Now, before you get into the Mothman, when you say eerie things passed down through family members, is it about other family members? Surpri- no. <laughs> Surprisingly, no. no. Surprisingly, no. <laughs> I just I do have <laughs> I do have stories. I have other stories, but not those kind of stories. Okay. Continue with Mothman. If we ever do a meet and greet, by the way, ask Vivian about the ice pick story. Yes, it's a great story. Ooh, true. True facts. Yes, true facts. 
Mothman is a famous cryptid, almost as well known as Bigfoot or Sasquatch himself. The mysterious half-man, half-moth creature has been reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area of West Virginia multiple times, going back as far as 1966. On November 12, 1966, a gravedigger working in a cemetery near Clenadon, West Virginia, witnessed something very strange. He glanced up from his labor when something huge soared over his head. A massive figure that was moving quickly from tree to tree across the cemetery. Gary Busey. <laughs> it wasn't Gary Busey. <laughs> it wasn't Gary Busey. <laughs> he would describe the figure as a brown human being. Rude. Very, <laughs> Very rude. rude. Pointed. Yeah, I didn't even think about it until you said it. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Very rude. <laughs> this was the first reported sighting of the legendary terror, Le Mothman. <laughs> Le Mothman. Except it wasn't in France. <laughs> Except it wasn't in France. It was the Mothman. Sorry, it was that Mothman. <laughs> that man moth. <laughs> no, that moth no, over there. No, that... man moth's a different guy. He lives on the corner. He's a real nice guy. Gives us oranges. He sells some corn sometimes. <gasps> he sells corn you know. on well, there's, the cob or there's... dried? It's creamed, actually. He sells it out of his pockets. Oh. <laughs> that visual. That You're visual. welcome. You are you welcome. That. You are so fucking welcome. More reason to hate cream corn. Just a big... There, do we needed other reasons? Ugh. Just a big man moth. Just like, I got what you need. Just, pulling just cream pulls corn his pocket out. out his and just like, there's just a Ziploc baggie of cream corn in his pocket. I got what you need. It's okay. Like, <laughs> we don't need to tell the authorities about this. We don't need to bring the authorities into this, do He's we? Every just make sure you give me that lamp. <laughs> He's every kid's like least favorite house to go trick-or-treating at, but his, their parents are like, no, you have to go. You know how he just, happy he gets. He just gives you a ladle full of cream corn <laughs> in your trick-or-treat sack. Oh, your candy's ruined. Like, oh, God. <laughs> all of, I all hate of this house. <laughs> gotten smart. They just start bringing extra pillowcases like, oh, more please, Mr. Man Moth. <laughs> he did. He just ruined it. It's fine. We'll just get you a new bag. It's we'll just, okay. I'll go to the store tomorrow. It'll be 50% off Halloween candy. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so only three days after the gravedigger's initial sighting and report, the mysterious creature was spotted again. This time it was in nearby Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and it was witnessed by not one, but four people. Four people. Four, four people. Four. Eyewitnesses Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Millette told the local newspaper that they noticed a gray-winged creature, about six or seven feet tall, standing directly in front of the car they were all seated in. Wasn't it brown before? Yeah, and wasn't it like a human being? I get. They did say that it was a, a humanoid figure, because it does run at one point. But hmm. six or se- like six feet, yes. Yeah. But seven feet is kind of like a... I mean... It can still be shaped like a human. Yeah, it's just a very tall human. <laughs> just a very big yes, human. Yes, but I mean, like, it's just... There's a lot of NBA players out there right now that feel attacked. <laughs> okay, yeah, attacked right now. But what if there's just, like, a whole big family of them, and they're like, we resent the fact that you think that we're all one person. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. racist. That's <laughs> How dare mothist. You? That's mothist. <laughs> they reported that the creature had bright red eyes about six inches apart and a wingspan. <laughs> Sorry, six inches apart. And it's seven feet tall. Can we never, go back to this? It never, honey, it never should have lived. Its eyes are too far apart. <laughs> it could look at you both on this side and then on this side. Excuse me, Mr. Mothman. I need you to come back here. I got to measure the space between your eyes. Right? <laughs> 
That's about a that's about a subway sandwich, wouldn't you say, Cletus? That's about a subway sandwich distance between his eyes. I'd say about a subway All sandwich. Right, that's what I said too. <laughs> Maybe about a half half a sandwich. Half sandwich. <laughs> oh, it's, oh yeah, so that's more right. It's only about a half sandwich. It's half a foot long. <laughs> so yeah, six inches apart. That's all right. <laughs> now we're getting into the unbelievable. Also, his blood type was, and yeah. his social security <laughs> number was. His mom's maiden name is Man. He's a Libra. <laughs> okay, Libras feel attacked right now. Good. Good. <laughs> we'll address that later. <laughs> I want to talk to you in my office. <laughs> Except I don't have an office. Uh, so, yeah. So his eyes were about six inches apart, and he had a wingspan of ten feet. It also seemed to want to avoid the bright headlights of the car. Which is opposite of what a moth would do, I imagine. Don't moths like lights? They do. They fly towards them. They do. It's so beautiful. No! (laughs) No, Jerry, no! Don't go into the lights! According to witnesses who saw it, they agreed that the creature was capable of amazing speeds in flight. I just... Okay. <laughs> Perhaps up to an estimated 100 miles per hour by one witness, though it seemed to make quite the clumsy runner when it was on the ground. Okay, the fact that they know it's going over 100 tells me these fuckers were driving down the street over 100 Yeah, miles real fast. Passing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not like they're clocking it. They, they, were, they were pulled over <laughs> by they have the, the, the gun. an excuse. <laughs> yeah, they don't have like the radar gun. The radar gun going, like, holy shit. Oh, shit, that mothman going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> but I just... Pull him over and give him a ticket. <laughs> Come here, Mr. Mothman. Did you know your eyes are six inches apart? <laughs> you didn't signal at the last traffic stop. And you're flying recklessly. You missed the baby. That. You missed the blind man. <laughs> <laughs> and also that weird running thing you did on the ground. That That's just weird. We're going to have to take you in. <laughs> we don't like y'all kind around here. <laughs> we don't take too kindly to Mothman. <laughs> But it just the visual of it, like landing, of, and then just like herby <laughs> <That's exactly, laughs> that is exactly what popped into my head. Just <laughs> like it's just this graceful thing in flight, and then it lands, and it's like <laughs> like when it's flying, the music is all, Aww, and then when it lands, it's womp womp womp. I just, I love how detailed that they were when it, I would imagine Mm. that he's not sticking around. Like, this has to be like a quick interaction. I would imagine so. But yet it's like, his eyes were six feet apart. Six Six feet feet apart? apart. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Christmas water. It actually actually was the front of a Buick. I don't know. I don't It had a pop tire. That's why it was clumsy. That's what it was the whole time, and, and that's why I was drunk. <laughs> that's why it was trying to avoid the headlights. It's like, why are you driving head on at me, me? <laughs> dude? Th- stop! <laughs> Don't at me. Don't even at me. But yeah, just that's a lot of information for what I would imagine is like maybe a thirty second glimpse. Right. Like he he just wanted to go to Walmart. He just <laughs> he just wanted to pick up some moth food for the kids. <laughs> Extra light bulbs. You know, he <laughs> wouldn't mind his own moth business. It's like, I thought These people I could almost leave. hit him with a car. Yeah, like, I thought I could leave my nest without being stared at, thank you. you without know, being like judged. You, <laughs> Which you bring up a point because you're like, extra <laughs> light bulbs. Yes. 
wouldn't Mothman be pretty easy to find if his house is all lit up? <laughs> you know what? I mean, he'd be the brightest house in the county, that's for sure. Ooh, Christmas would be great. He'd be wonderful to have in your neighborhood around Christmas. The fuck you would? He'd be flying into your house. Yeah, he'd just fly into your house, especially with those little star things that people project on the side of their houses. You would just have a moth going like this against your window all night. No, see, I imagine that that's like the addict moth, you know, where it's like, oh, sorry, that's my brother, Jerry. I I have cleaned up <laughs> I, and I just really appreciate lights from I, afar now. Meanwhile, Jerry's over there scratching his ugly. Just smacking into your window. I, I can put whatever I want. I want to fly into their house right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so fucking pretty. <laughs> I, need to, I need to propagate my species. So I laid a thousand of my eggs in his esophagus. He's being, being a, baby a baby about, about it. it. <laughs> So the couple who were witness to the sighting said that the creature allegedly chased their moving car from the air to the outskirts of town, then landed and scuttled. (laughs) Scuttled. (laughs) Just (laughs) into a nearby field where it disappeared. Perhaps knowing how absurd this sounded, Scarberry insisted that the creature was real and no figment of his imagination. (laughs) Because that's real convincing. Yeah. It was real, I promise. I promise. It wasn't a figment of my imagination. <laughs> so he, he told the Point Pleasant Register, if I had seen it while by myself, I wouldn't have said anything. But there were four of us who done saw it. <laughs> there was no done in there, by the way. That was a direct quote. <laughs> that was a direct quote. I mean, <laughs> maybe he said done the first time. And they're like, no, no, no. And they're like, no, this we go to the rest up. of the country. <laughs> This is for the ages, sir. Clean it up, sir. All right, all right. Sorry. If I had seen it while by myself, I wouldn't have said anything. But there were four of us who saw it. Why did he just turn into Shatner? (laughs) I did. That was Shatner with a little bit of uh, Dave Chappelle's white guy. A little. Oh, God, that's... Thank you. (laughs) That's the biggest compliment you could have given. I was going to say, that's such a compliment. Dave Chappelle is hilarious. (laughs) So understandably skeptical of the reports of a humanoid creature with a 10-foot wingspan and glowing red eyes. Uh, <laughs> understandably so. The local papers were calling the creature a misidentified bird. But they... I mean... big-ass bird. I was going to say, I've well, seen Sesame Street. Maybe. Maybe it was Big Bird on a bad day. Like, I'm just trying to get to Walmart to get my kids some food. I'm just trying to find my way to Sesame Street. There's a lot of meth, okay, up in them hills, you guys. Mm, up in them there hills. But they did print Mallet's description. It was like a man with wings, quote unquote. And that may have been where it ended, but a rash of sightings following these were reported, adding to the growing legend of the Mothman. Eight more sightings of the creature followed a mere three days after the initial appearance. Another paper, the Gettysburg Times, reported the story from two volunteer firefighters who saw what they described as, quote, a very large bird with red eyes. Sounds like Big Bird to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another sighting was reported in Salem, West Virginia, by Newell Partridge. Partridge, Partridge and Big Bird, and bird. And a bird. <laughs> I, I got you. I jumped did on he, that wavelength he, with you. Did he live in a fucking pear tree? <laughs> yes. He's like, dead. I got you. I, I jumped on that one with you. <laughs> Partridge claimed that on the fateful evening, a series of strange patterns suddenly appeared on his television, followed by a mysterious sound outside of his house. Great. So now the Mothman can scramble fucking satellite signals. I and guess shit. so. Apparently he was up. You know, he was just on the roof, like fucking with the like the antenna. <laughs> I was say, there's a blinking light on the antenna. Yeah. <laughs> he, just kept he was just like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I'm 
I'm sorry, guys. It was beautiful. <laughs> so taking a flashlight and shining it outside in an attempt to locate the source of the strange sound, Partridge claimed that the beam of his light found two red eyes, quote, resembling bicycle reflectors, unquote, looking back at him. This sighting is a particularly popular one in the mythos that surrounded the Mothman, as it apparently was also linked to the disappearance of Partridge's dog. Well, that's fucked up. It's very fucked up. Stole so, the man's dog, took mm-hmm. it home, make it his own. All right, you know what? I'm he was just lonely. That. He was just lonely. Yeah, he was just like, you know what? Ain't I'm nobody tired of being attacked. Ain't I'm nobody love. Dog. Ain't nobody love Mothman. So I'm gonna take somebody who loves me. One of those somebody people who leaves a dog out me. all night rather than bring him in the house. I'm yeah. taking him home while we love. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. Mothman just loves dogs. Plus, I'm pretty it's sure okay. moths don't eat dogs. They don't. They really don't. <laughs> But then again, I've never met one big enough who probably could. So maybe they would if they were big enough. I don't know. Apparently they both like running. So (laughs) what if I could? It was just supposedly taken by this fearsome creature, by the way. It could have run away. Maybe yeah. Maybe the dog just got off the leash and like ran. Yeah. Yeah, It could have just been like, you know what? Fuck this dry kibble. I'm going where I get the good shit. Either that or it saw an eight foot fucking tall moth and was like, (laughs) I'm out. I'm out, y'all. Like, nope. This is where I draw my guard dog line. Nope. (laughs) You know, it's been great being your best friend. Yes, burglars. Yes, eight feet moths. Fuck you, buddy. I'm out. (laughs) I'm fucking out. I don't blame him. No, I don't. I would have gone too. Totally. (laughs) Like, you know what? Bye. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't in my contract. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm out of here. Bye. So, of course, there were theories as to what Mothman could have been. Explanations ranged from that of a dedicated prankster to that of a deformed Sandbill Crane. Which sandbill cranes are very large. They are about mm-hmm. six feet tall. Um, they do have a pretty intimidating wingspan. Um, but I guess they're maybe there's a wildlife preserve around there. So people are like, well, maybe it's just a really big crane that's like that's fucked up. But the reason it's fucked <laughs> up fucked is because up. <laughs> it was around what was so called the TNT area. The TNT area was a home to a series of old World War II bunkers that were used in the manufacture of munitions. And it had been suggested that toxic materials from the manufacturing process had leaked into the nearby nature preserve, perhaps becoming responsible for the poor mutated bird that so many claimed was the mysterious and terrifying Mothman. It's a pretty big leap from moth to bird. I mean, I guess if you saw it in a glance and then you went, what the fuck was that? I mean, cranes are not native to that area. So if you had been living in this area and you had seen a bird that you've never seen before, just in a quick like glance, it like ran past you or it flew over your head. You're like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like owls, you'd be able to identify like hawks. Yeah. But like cranes aren't native to that area. So somebody would probably be like, what the fuck was that? And but like I, with that theory, wouldn't you have more mutated animals? You would think. Yeah. So that's kind of like that's I mean, there's some there's a range of theories about a flying goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Goat man. <laughs> I mean, there's a range of theories like all the way going from like. It was, you know, it's a person in a costume. How he would fly, I have no idea. A mutated bird. An alien. I mean, there's so many, so many different theories. But was Mothman more than any of those things? Was he, in fact, a harbinger of doom? That's why they called me in high school. Yeah. (laughs) Most likely to become a harbinger of doom. (laughs) On December 15th, 1967, about a year after the rash of sightings, Traffic was particularly bad on the Silver Bridge. The bridge had been built in 1928 and connected Point Pleasant with Gallipolis, Ohio. It was a week before Christmas, and eager shoppers and commuters were on their way home. Cars queued, bumper to bumper, as a light snow fell. 
Oh, setting the scene. Sounds like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> I should have thought you said smell, and I was like, oh, great. Now they know what Mothman smells like. Oh, no. Right. His eyes are six inches apart. He smells like sin water. He smells <laughs> like waffles, actually. Oh, he smells, smells like, like waffles. waffles. The cat or the food? Both. <laughs> I love Both. The, the reference. <laughs> you might live an extra day just for that. Thank you. But I love. I also love that you're setting the scene for a Hallmark movie right. starring the Mothman. Oh, it doesn't. It turns. It takes a turn. Oh, this is going to be great. All Hallmark movies do. It takes a turn. But then they come back together at the end. It doesn't oh, though. But it doesn't. <laughs> Mothman won't find his true love. Also, I just have to point out that it's this whole thing is very specific. They're calling him a moth. Like, what if he was a butterfly? That's what if this whole time he was the butterfly man? But that's the thing. He's showing up at night. Because nobody can... expects the butterfly. Maybe exactly. he's an albino butterfly. Maybe he's a butterfly that is just brown. really fucking weird. Yeah. And gray, <laughs> apparently. He's brown and gray. With eyes six inches apart and a ten foot wingspan. It's <laughs> a big ass fucking it bug. Smells like waffles. It smells, smells like waffles. Adding that to the lore. <laughs> I'm, editing the... I'm editing the Wikipedia as we speak. <laughs> So unfortunately, during the time that the bridge had been built, in the time of the very first automobiles, cars had been much lighter. Mm. Who saw this coming? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The average Model T weighed a mere 1,500 pounds, while the average weight of a car in 1967 was a hulking 4,000 pounds. With little eye to the future or much concern for safety, of course, Mm -hmm. the bridge had been constructed with little to no redundancy. This meant that if one part were to fail, there were no countermeasures in place to keep the rest of the structure from failing as well. And as if you needed a bigger cue. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> but, 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 can I make a prediction that Mothman flies out from the woods and just, like, saves no. some of the cars <laughs> on his ten-foot wingspan? No. Like, you can make that prediction. It will not be right. But yeah, you but you can prediction. you can make it all day long. I'm just saying, Hallmark, these are ideas. Come on, Hallmark. The scene has been set for you. Mothman saves people on the bridge. But he doesn't. And that's going to be the title of the movie. <laughs> but he doesn't. Mothman saves people on the bridge. <laughs> I wonder what this one could be about. <laughs> oh, gee, I wonder I mean, what it this says is. it in the title, Cletus. <laughs> Starring well, Russell Crowe. Uh, <laughs> As the Mothman. <laughs> singing it all. Oh, God, no. It's a musical now. Please, please stop this. <laughs> now it's a Hallmark musical. Please stop. <laughs> I beg you, Hallmark, please. Tell me, is this worse than anything they're putting out already? I mean, no, but come on now. I'm not. No. I wouldn't be surprised. At least it's diversity. Oh. Pew, 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 Shots pew. fired. Shots fired. <laughs> da-dow, da-dow. Pew, 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 da-dow, da-dow. <laughs> a single eye bar near the top of the bridge on the Ohio side cracked. The chain snapped, and the delicate suspension bridge, its precious equilibrium completely disturbed, crumbled to pieces, plunging terrified motorists and pedestrians into the icy waters of the Ohio River below. Forty-six people died, either drowning in the dark water or crushed in the falling wreckage of the bridge. Photos taken after the disaster, particularly tragic and poignant, would show wrapped Christmas presents that had escaped the trunks and back seats of crushed and sunken cars, gifts that now no one would receive— Floating silent and still, colorful reminders of tragedy. We cue the music there. Sad music. Because that's how Mothman <laughs> saves people on the bridge ends. <laughs> Mothman flies around the world and turns back time. <laughs> and no, it's not Superman 2. 
<laughs> no. No, it's Mothman. <laughs> exactly. Was that three or two? I think, I it think it's three. Two, oh. no, two is cellophane S. Oh, two is yeah, the cellophane S. Two okay. is the cellophane S. <laughs> what, what did that do? That Ow. slowed you down for a second, didn't it? I mean, it? yeah. Yeah, it did. <laughs> that was weird. Never do that again. <laughs> I guess you showed me. It was not long after the tragic collapse of the Silver Bridge, the second instance that put the small town of Point Pleasant in the nation's eye, that people began connecting the appearance of the Mothman to tragedy. Had the Mothman appeared to warn the town of the impending tragedy, was his appearance a mere year before the accident that claimed so many lives a coincidence? No. Yes, it was a coincidence. <laughs> no, no, it was not. It was a coincidence. It was the Mothman trying to warn everybody. <laughs> I mean, that's the theory, like I guess. the guy in Myrtle uh, Beach. I can't remember what his name was, but that would walk Oh, the gray man. The gray man. Yeah. The gray man. Oh, he was great. Nice guy. We sat down for coffee once. He takes it black. The gray man is Mothman. It's around. That guy gets around. Dang. He's got a 10 foot wingspan. I mean, it's quick. It's quick. He's speedy. Speedy. That's his name. Aw, gray man. Speedy the Mothman. That's so precious. He's got like a little dog collar. It says speedy on it. Aw. That's precious. Then he took off the dog that he stole. And then just somehow <laughs> carved the name Speedy. Or the dog's name was Speedy. He goes, I like that name. That's my name now. You got a real pretty necklace. <laughs> Can I has it? <laughs> In 1975, a book by John Keel called The Mothman Prophecies conflated these connections as well as those of UFO sightings in the area. In 2002, the book was turned into a film starring Richard Gere as a journalist whose wife died after seeing the Mothman, where he finds himself having strange premonitions that he cannot seem to explain. Is this The Ring? No, it's a movie called Mothman Prophecies. (laughs) Mothman Prophecies. I did not know this was a thing, and I must watch it now. Really? You didn't see this movie? I've never seen this. Surprised. Oh my god. I've never seen it either, but that's not But you've never seen anything. Okay, you know what? Shut up. I know what we're doing tonight. I'm going to look for it. Two. Yeah. <laughs> two. Just, yeah. <laughs> You're very two. Yeah. I want yeah. two. Yeah. Maybe three. Two and a half. So where's the Mothman now? While sightings have been much more scattered and scant in recent times, not to mention the fact that the Mothman has been spotted as far as in Moscow. Uh, he gets around. He's a traveler. Get your own creatures. He's getting those. I mean, I'm sorry. He's just getting those airline miles. That's what he's getting. He's oh, getting. Oh, I see. He's getting his miles. He does all the peanuts. <laughs> I almost thought you said penis, but... <laughs> I mean that, too. It does it for the penis. <laughs> I don't judge. I love so the word point... penis in a fucking southern accent. I love it. It's great. It's pretty great. Point Pleasant does still claim home to the cryptid of fame. There is an annual Mothman Festival, as well as a museum, which is open seven days a week. The town is also home to a 12-foot-tall chrome statue of the creature, complete with huge wings and red eyes. And it's weird because the the statue, when you've seen it, and I've seen pictures of it, the statue is wearing pants. <laughs> like they carved pants. Like it's a it's a man, right? So it's twelve feet tall uh-huh. <laughs> with wings and red eyes, and it's all chrome. So it's like polished chrome, shiny chrome. But the way it's like engraved and the way it's carved, it looks like he's wearing Dockers. <laughs> did they do that to hide I was his gonna moth say, is he I guess like they did it to save his to. Conceal his moth junk? I don't know. <laughs> they were like, his moth balls? Oh, yeah. oh god damn it. <laughs> oh my god, it does look like 
doesn't it? Like, it's like pants. Oh, like, he's wearing cargos him. or something. He also he kind of looks like a reject Ultraman. Yeah, a little bit. He styling. I mean, and, and look, to be honest, when you look at that statue, Mothman ripped. Yeah. Right. He, got, he got abs for days. I mean, I guess hair. you kind of have to be. You got that V. I mean, it's that. It's a weird, like, sexualized depiction of Mothman. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand it. Who did this? I need who, to speak to your who, parents. Who and built you need this a nap. thing? Yes. <laughs> and you need a nap. You need a nap, Go sir to your or cor- madam. <laughs> Go to your corner. Sit on your hands. <laughs> Head down. It's quiet time. Either that or keep them where I can see them. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm inclined to believe the bird theory on this one like that it was a bird of some kind that just people kept catching in glimpses Mm -hmm. and i do really like that one we do kind of around here we do have a freakish pigeon that i swear i see it all the time it's the same pigeon eyes six inches apart i mean that (laughs) and a 10 foot wingspan (laughs) that's a large that's a large pigeon then no it's one of the ones that we see at sonic one of the zombie pigeons it's like the extra zombified pigeon i swear I see it a lot. And then there's another bird that is at our particular place of employment. And we see it hop across the parking, the parking lot. lot every it single skips. day. It skips. It's very happy. Aww, <laughs> little bird. So, I mean, the idea of seeing the same bird over and over and over again is not far-fetched. Huh? Uh, uh, see uh, what I did Pokemon there? Pokemon joke. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week because I live here. Off. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Well, that way the Mothman can't get in. <laughs> I mean, you leaked that one in there. Oh <laughs> my god! Know. No, no more, no more of this. I, I, Mothman I'm is sorry. not a Pokemon, okay? I'm sorry for what I've started. I mean that theory, though. No, that no, we're not Mothman. doing that theory. <laughs> what the Pokemon are real? No, get out. <laughs> Both of you, get out. I will not. I will not harbor this kind of talk. <laughs> This is not happening. Not today. Not on tonight. <laughs> but I mean, it's. I also thought of the red eye thing. I was like, what if it was like, you know, because some animals, like their eyes are reflective. I don't know, because I've never seen a crane in the dark. Mm-hmm. If you were to shine a light in its eyes, would they reflect red back? Right. That would make sense. Well, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, it'd be weird if it did. But I mean, birds are pretty weird. Let's yeah. be honest. Birds are weird. But... And that one could have evolved somehow. And I don't know. Something went fucked up there. <laughs> It's true. What does anyone know what the population of Point Pleasant is? Because if it's like ten people, <laughs> it's not ten people. It's more than Maybe ten like people. Jerry just Hi, saw Fred. something in the woods when he was high on some uh, illegal substances. Christmas water. Yeah, Christmas water. <laughs> <laughs> and he just everybody believed him and was scared and any little thing they saw they're like ah mothman oh it must be the mothman it's, no that's a there's, plane there's about four thousand people in point pleasant yeah so like 10 <laughs> compared yeah to so like, 10 <laughs> yeah because four thousand and ten are close numbers yeah no totally. i mean like compared to like vegas which has much more well yeah but none of none of the cities in yeah we have 12 <laughs> none of the cities in west virginia people. that we're discussing have that many people they're all small towns i mean charleston's yeah. probably the only major city that has that many would have you know a couple hundred thousand or a million people in it it is an interesting theory though to kind of think like it's the it's like the mob mentality one person saw it. well yeah and then one person sees one weird thing and they're like i saw this weird thing in the woods and then it just puts it in people's heads of like if they see anything it's this it's a weird thing yeah Ah, i know 10 was a (laughs) or no that's a bird or could it be that 
or could it be a real thing? It could it be my mom. I was talking to my mom on the phone. I said, I asked her because she was alive during when the, the bridge collapsed. She's like, mm-hmm. I remember when the bridge collapsed. She's like, I was like 13 or 14. And I said, did you remember hearing anything about Mothman at this time? Like, did you? She's like, no, there was nothing. She's like, I don't remember hearing anything about that. Like, nobody brought that up. I don't remember reading about it in the paper. There was none of that. So, like, the fact that people conflated the two is interesting. I mean, I've heard stranger things. But then my mom goes, well, he could have, maybe it was an angel. She's like, people see angels sometimes. And, like, maybe it was just, I was like, that's a really fucked up angel, mom. It's going to be if, like, we die and have a drill, we get there. And they're just all moth people. all moth people. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for leaving the light on. You can come in. (laughs) You left your patio light on. Get in here. Yeah, automatically. Free free pass into heaven. We'll leave the light on. You're like you left your porch light on. That, that Get in here. For motel sex. Yeah. No, it was not, and I didn't say for you. But uh, I was like, but it, it could be. So my mom brought up an interesting kind of. But she said she did not remember anything being mentioned at the time. So, I always catch the moths in the house. I don't kill them. There you go. True. So you're going to heaven. Yeah. I, I love you have moths. you have pleased Mothman. <laughs> uh, now I have to please, please Mothra. Yes. <laughs> re re. Oh Mothra. Mothra's precious. Now, while we know Mothman is a pretty famous denizen of West Virginia, there are plenty of other haunted places and creepy attractions that caught our notice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of creepy attractions, who could say no to an abandoned amusement park? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> Any guesses? Mm-hmm. Ooh, 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 you ooh, don't count. <laughs> you don't count because it's you. It's me. She sure loves that Scooby-Doo level shit. I do. <laughs> so, without further ado. Or a, a without further Scooby-Ado. Oh uh, my god. You are motherfucking welcome. Like, that was bad, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> Some winks. No, all of this needs to stop immediately. Oh no, no, you did Pokemon. You get this now. This is the I, payback. I did Pokemon the bear. Uh, uh, That's it. Might be turned off. Turn it off. <laughs> Thank you. That was a high five. <laughs> I think they heard it. <laughs> anyway, Lauren, why yes. don't you tell us the story of Lake Shawnee? Gladly. <laughs> so y'all know that little horror movie that came out in the 80s with the house built on top of the Native American burial ground? Amityville. No, not Amityville. And and no, not Labyrinth, although David Bowie's bulge does haunt me a little like some sort of a uh, some sort of a poltergeist. Oh, well, it'll come to me. So the story I'm about to tell is another case of people being dumb and building things that ought not to have been built on top of where dead bodies are buried, which is, is stupid. And that's why they do everything. <laughs> yes, <This> is true. <laughs> I mean, it's just like painting a big red sign that says, hey, spirits, when you materialize, fuck me up first. All right. <laughs> I'm first in line. I'm first in line for the fucking up. <laughs> the fucking of the up. <laughs> Though I do have to give them props for attempting to counterbalance all that dark, depressing death with an amusement park, of all things. <laughs> but that does seem a little bit more like adding insult to injury yeah, to me. But kind of, a little bit. A little bit. Like, you've heard of dancing on someone's grave? Well, imagine roller coastering all That's, over yeah, it. Yes, super <laughs> offensive. Wee! Sorry you died, Grandma! Oh my god! I mean, that's only as like it. It would be even worse if they just like used the skulls as wheels on the roller coaster, and like the bones are like the (laughs) the bars that come down. Like, oh, I don't like this already. Oh, oh, I'm uncomfortable. I mean, that would be my favorite roller coaster, but I can see how 
spirits might be pissed. <laughs> I could see how that would be a bit of a sensitive subject a little, there. <laughs> you know. But let's start from the very beginning now, shall we? Because mm, yes. a little background never hurt anyone. During the late 1700s, a man named Mitchell Clay brought his wife out to Lake Shawnee, where they built a farm and had 14 children. Because they had no hobbies back then other than fucking. <laughs> <laughs> fucking of the up. And dying. Well, and fucking and dying. Oh, yeah. so, fucking yeah. and dying and fucking and dying and fucking and dying and fucking and dying. <laughs> they were happy if one seventh of their kids yeah. lived. It's true. The family, however, was not a welcome addition to the land. In 1783, a Native American tribe killed two of the children while Mitchell Clay was away, probably to help with fucking population control and or send a message that having 14 children would not be tolerated. (laughs) (laughs) They were just like, yo! Like, dude, that's enough already. Stop! Save some for the rest of us, shit. (laughs) Get a hobby, man! (laughs) Here, here's a book! Learn to knit. The next step is getting a spray bottle and just be like, get off her. No. Get, nope. get off no. of her. Get off of her. Ah. Mm. No. Grabs him by the scruff and throws him off. Look at him. He knows yeah, what he did. Like a rooster and just put pants on him. Yeah, put there pants on go. him. Like the moth man. Yes. That's why he's wearing pants. <gasps> so he can't make moth babies. Aw, no moth babies. Can you imagine the little moth babies? Are they born with pants? No, but... <laughs> No, but they're probably <laughs> No, but they're probably adorable like baby Yoda. Oh. Be like little baby moths with really big eyes. Aww. I love moths. I do. I need this movie. I need the baby moth DeLorean. Hallmark, come on now. <laughs> what? <laughs> what you didn't like moth DeLorean? I don't get it, but Baby moths. Mandalorian. Moth Delorean. Oh. There you go. I, I thought we I meant like to... Delorean. Yeah, I was like, I was like, Back to the Future. I was like, what, what do moths have to do with Back to the, the Future? <laughs> well, I did mention flying around the world a couple of times to turn back time. So. The Libyans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole time I said they're like, what does a car have to do with this? Again, I think you and I are just on the same wavelength. Right? I got you. It's fine. Thank it you. made sense to me. So the tribe kidnapped one of the other children because. You know, killing two of them wasn't enough. And in a case of total overkill, burned him at the fucking stake. That's a little extreme. A tiny bit. I mean, obviously Clay got his bloody Liam Neeson-like revenge. As is his want. As is, yeah. yeah. (laughs) He, as well as a few other settlers, tracked down the tribe and slaughtered them. (laughs) That might be a bit too far. I mean, the whole tribe. He took three, so I feel like you could just take like an eye for an eye kind yeah. of thing yeah like you took three of my kids now i'm gonna take three of your chicken nuggets well because you have to leave people because <laughs> i have like, fucking you know 14 you yeah you're paying for this yeah you know what you did <laughs> he knows what he did <laughs> but thus concludes our background information about the land now onto the park itself Lake Shawnee Amusement Park is a now-defunct park located in Princeton, West Virginia, along, you guessed it, Lake Shawnee. Or maybe you didn't guess it. I don't know. (laughs) The park opened in 1926 after an entrepreneur named C.T. Snido bought the land with the intentions of building a park for the people of Mercer County to enjoy. The park featured a Ferris wheel, swing ride, swimming pool, racetrack, concession stands, dance hall, and a partridge in a pear tree. Apparently so. Because, <laughs> you know, everything comes full circle eventually. It that do. partridge. It do. <laughs> it became very popular among the families of coal miners who lived in the area and therefore saw a pretty great deal of business. However, the park's popularity would not last long. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. Dramatic sting. <gasps> Where's my piano player? <laughs> 
In the early 1950s, a young girl was killed while riding the swing ride when a soda delivery truck backed into the ride and hit her. Talk about a game of heads up, seven up. Mm. <laughs> that game's always fun to cheat at. It was. You Opening look, your eyes. No, you just look at people's shoes. Oh, that yeah. too. Yeah. That too. You just peer off the edge of the desk, look like you're hiding your head, and then just like, look over the edge of the desk at their shoes. <laughs> One Are every you time. cheating? No. Okay. <laughs> so one other notable incident happened near the same year when a young boy drowned in the swimming pool. Yikes. Yeah. The pool was filled in to prevent further accidents, but hey, once one bloated waterlogged corpse shows up, the party's forever ruined, or at least tainted to the point that you're calling your mom saying, can you come pick me up? I'm scared. I'm scared now. <laughs> Someone died in here. Somebody died in the pool, mom. Can you come and get me? Are they drinking? No, but somebody died somebody in the pool. drowned in the pool, Mom. <laughs> Call me when they're drinking. <laughs> Mom, they're drinking. <laughs> so altogether, a total of six deaths happened at the park, and it had begun to garner a reputation for being haunted as a result. The park ended up closing in 1966. In 1985, a former employee by the name of Gaylord White, side note, I firmly believe that anyone who names their child Gaylord hates children and only had them in order to torture them. Agreed. Yes. So Gaylord (laughs) purchased the land and decided to attempt to reopen the park, presumably after ripping a fat ass line of coke and thinking, nothing sacred, we're all going to die someday anyways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He even succeeded when the park briefly reopened in 1987, but in 1988, an archaeological dig not only uncovered several ancient Native American artifacts, but oh, the remains of 13 people, mostly made up of young children. Ew. Ew. Now, obviously, Gaylord White had not seen the movie Poltergeist. See, I told you it would come to me. <laughs> because he then said to himself, 13 human skeletons? No problem, bitches! And reopened the park yet again. It closed after three years, probably because by then it was the 90s and cocaine was a lot harder to come by. So Mr. White's stash most likely ran dry and he began thinking just a tiny bit more clearly. Just a tiny bit. A little. (laughs) Nothing is sacred. We're all going to die. He has like one brain cell left after all the coke. (laughs) (laughs) Nowadays, the park still stands with foliage growing over all of the rides, giving it that real creepy abandoned appearance. It is pretty creepy. Seriously, go look up Lake Shawnee Amusement Park pictures. It's actually super cool looking. There are periodical haunted tours of the park throughout the year. However, the park is considered private property. So if you're planning a visit, make sure you get permission to be there. Though after reading the story, it seems to this ghoul babe that none of us are truly welcome on the land of Lake Shawnee. Not without paying. A deadly price, that is. I mean, can Quincy be the deadly price? Yeah, there we go. There you go. We're going to send you to the amusement park to scope things out. Don't bring back any ghosts. Or do. Or do. (laughs) (laughs) Same wavelength. I'm telling you. So Lake Shawnee and Princeton, West Virginia are definitely a bit more of a stone's throw than from where I am from, but it's just my misfortune of being stuck there by virtue of birth. (laughs) While Princeton is in the southern part of the state, my hometown is in one of the most northern areas of the state, the northern panhandle between Ohio and Pennsylvania. And while there's no famous haunted occurrences directly that seem to have occurred in the town that I'm from... There are some famous spots nearby, the first of which is the Hempfield Tunnel, located in Wheeling, West Virginia. So to properly set the stage for the legend of the Hempfield Tunnel, we need to actually go back in time to 1810, 40 years before the tunnel's construction. It's not nearly as fun as punching a pilgrim while riding a dinosaur, but bear with me. I promise, (laughs) the spooky payoff is worth it. I'm trusting you. In 1810, the town of Wheeling, West Virginia was growing at a rapid pace, faster than they could bury the dead, it seemed. 
The town's desperate need for a proper cemetery was fulfilled through the generous gift of a local family who deeded some of their land to the mayor. The burial grounds were placed near the town for easy access to transport the dead as well as for local families to visit grave sites. For 35 plus years, the local dead were interred in the Hempfield Cemetery. But in an unfortunate turn of bad luck for the denizens of the Boneyard, their final resting place happened to be located on the top of a hill where, in 1850, a train tunnel would be built. Oh, no. I'm sensing a pattern. How, you might ask, oh, lovely (laughs) listeners, how do you build such a thing without disturbing remains? Simple answer, they didn't. Well, partially anyway. Lovely. (laughs) Lovely. Before construction of the tunnel began, a local man, I believe Unlucky Fucker was his name. (laughs) Oh, I know Unlucky Fucker. I know that asshole. I went to high school with that motherfucker. (laughs) He was hired to dig up. his brother. Yeah. He was hired to dig up the bodies and move them to two other nearby cemeteries. And this is where the caveat of partially comes in. Most accounts of the moving and relocation of the bodies say that the man employed to move the bodies got most of them. You heard that right. Most. Which means, yes, there are still some bodies buried on top of the tunnel. And apparently, the spirits of these disinterred and ravished dead roam restlessly and are responsible for a lot of the bizarre occurrences that happen in and around the Hemfield Tunnel, a.k.a. Tunnel Green. I can imagine they're also pretty pissed off at being forgotten. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the tunnel itself is 470 feet long, and there have been reports of unexplained shadows and disembodied voices calling out from its depths. Equally creepy and disturbing is the moisture and dampness in the tunnel from the stones above. Some visitors who have experienced paranormal phenomena recall a green slime oozing out of the overhead arches wait that's not supposed to happen no no that's not supposed to happen uh i need to go call someone i'll be right back okay (laughs) (laughs) not only is the tunnel perhaps in the purchase of the dead who were once buried above it but there are also other disturbing occurrences that have tainted the tunnel and the surrounding area with unpleasant and perhaps resonating energy when the tunnel was in use by trains a couple of men on separate occasions were hit by oncoming trains and killed inside the tunnel Self- How do you accidentally wander into a 470 foot long tunnel? I mean, and it's got train tracks in it. So you know what? It's not just, this isn't just a tunnel for <laughs> Guys, fun. I don't think this is the way to the bakery. This isn't, <laughs> this ain't no walking tunnel. <laughs> Gee, I wonder what, what goes on these here cleaning? tracks. <laughs> do you hear that noise? Yeah, like that's the probably the famous last words of what he said. Do you hear that, <laughs> do you hear that noise? Do you hear that noise? <laughs> I think there's a train coming. <laughs> I think the there's a... <laughs> Self-confessed serial killer and Civil War veteran Thomas Carr killed at least one man in the Hempfield Tunnel as well, with a pickaxe. Violent ends and restless dead are a pretty good recipe for a haunted location in my book. The spirits of those trapped in the tunnel, perhaps forever, make the Hempfield Tunnel the most haunted tunnel in West Virginia. Very nice. We should go explore that tunnel. We should. Hopefully they're not uh, still running trains. Yeah, I'm not walking through a train tunnel. (laughs) Do you want to go visit home? Not really, but <laughs> I will go anywhere for haunted shit. You know that. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we can get to the moon, but all right. Okay. <laughs> Moon's haunted. <laughs> what? Moon's haunted. What's that? Moon's haunted. <laughs> you know, speaking of pickaxes, I'm going to be talking about mental illness. What? Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's one hell of a segue. <laughs> You'll see where I'm going in a minute or five. I love that. Like, speaking of pickaxes, mental illness. <laughs> I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. <laughs> oh, well. Oh. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> I'm what some would call wordy. A chatty Cletus, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> chatty Cletus. 
I, I'm pretty sure that doll didn't sell as well no. as Chatty Cappy. Only in one state did it. Chatty Cletus <laughs> says things like, I can't, I can't. Get back in the Cinto. I was going to say, says things like, get back down in that cellar where you done came from. Don't make me get the hose. Don't you make me get that hose. Go cut me a switch. <laughs> anyway. You yanking my chain. <laughs> Hands to jiggling. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, located in Weston, Virginia. The Tala, because that is a mouthful, and after the atrocities that happened here, Tala seems to give it a bit more cheer. It's considered to be one of the most haunted places in America. It was built in the late 1850s, designed by Thomas Story Kirkburg. Bird. Kirkburg. Kirkburg. <laughs> Mothman! Mothman! Mothman. Oh, it was him all along. Mothman Mama. (laughs) He was a huge advocate for the mentally ill, and later would found the American Psychiatric Association. He worked closely with Dorothea Dix, which, if you don't know who she is, shame on you. Mm -hmm. Dorothea Dix was a unicorn in a real badass broad. Not only was she a teacher, she was also a nurse and dedicated her life to social reform. At 15, Dorothea opened a private school in Worcester, Massachusetts, where she gave young girls the opportunity to have an education. Five years later, she opened another private school in Boston. Dix became heavily invested in the rights and treatment of mental illness when she visited a local jail in Cambridge, Massachusetts and saw mentally ill inmates chained naked to stone walls in cells without heat or any kind of ventilation. Enter Dr. Kirkberg. He also wanted to get rid of the misconceptions that surrounded mental illness, such as, quote, that it was a shadowy, irreversible condition, best treated in darkness with force and physical restraint. I still agree with that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just as it pertains to myself, though. Yeah, it often... <laughs> Not anybody else. Wait, this is treatment for something? This isn't Saturday night? This isn't a normal night? Oh, that's my normal Tuesday, bitch. Yeah. It obviously <laughs> sounds like something a guy said to me once, and then... My mouth split open, revealing eight rows of razor-sharp teeth, and I ate him. Ah, nice. Did you save any for us? Yeah. Do I get a doggy bag? Yes. (laughs) That means no. (laughs) (laughs) That means no. I gotta go. Get that right now. I'll go find that for you. Kill some poor hapless dude. (laughs) Quincy. Oh, yeah. There we go. We're just gonna eat (laughs) you. Kirkbird emphasized the importance of light and fresh air, and he had his asylum constructed as long halls with very long, very tall ceilings and plenty of windows and ventilation. He also believed that patients should be allowed to roam so they could stimulate their minds. I'm not going to make an organic free-range chicken joke. That would be over easy. (sighs) It's 2020, same old me. Same puns, same you. (sighs) The Tala opened in 1863, and for a while, things were good. The hospital could house up to 250 patients, each with their own room. There were wide-open windows that provided natural light and fresh air. And, in addition to the hospital itself, the Tala also had its own farm, dairy, water supply, gas well, and cemetery. Well, (laughs) I mean, people do die, so... It's true, but it feels like one of these things is just not like the other. Right. (laughs) It was, quote, a self-sufficient state-of-the-art facility designed to make patients feel at home, well-cared-for, and restored. 
That only lasted about 18 years, however. 1881 rolled around, and with it came an increase in mental health diagnoses and an increased stigma surrounding them. This led to an increased population of the Tala, leading them to house nearly 750 people, which was 500 more than it was de designed to care for. Things only declined from there. One-person rooms were filled with four to five people, and the farm and dairy, which could provide for a max of 300 people, could not keep up with the increased demand, leading patients to suffer from malnutrition. Oh, oh, oh. It gets worse. Ooh. Worse, you say? Yes. <laughs> worse, you say? <laughs> In 1938, the Tala's population was over six times its max capacity. In the 1950s, the 50s, y'all, that was only 70 years ago. Jiminy freaking Christmas. <laughs> the small hospital housed some 2,600 patients. Oh, my That's God. That's a lot. Yeah. No. Were they just stacked Not on yet. top of each other? Probably. Like, it was like designed cord wood? for 250. They just looked like those claw machines, like the little toys inside. That's that's what each room was. Pretty much. <laughs> when they it's time created. to give someone their meds, yeah. they just, like, get a claw, grab them. They just put them in a paint bucket and just throw them into the room. There you go. <laughs> just scramble. roll them across the floor. <laughs> now scramble. They got creative and started stacking them like Jenga towers. Mm -hmm. There we go. It wasn't until then that journalists were sent in to investigate to, quote, expose the terrible conditions. Patients were, quote, sleeping on the floor in freezing rooms due to lack of furniture and heat. The overcrowding had resulted in overworked staff and a decreased emphasis on sanitation. The windows were caked with grime and the wallpaper was, quote, peeling from decay and where it hadn't been disintegrated on its own, the patients had torn it off in panic. Oh. Some patients were even locked up in cages to, quote, make more bedrooms available for the less worrisome patients. I'm going to say, like, you really have to fuck up to be put into a cage. <laughs> they were crated like, like at a, like a, a boarding house, like dogs. Basically. Yeah. Aww. In an effort to help quell their problems, Hala became a training hub for lobotomies. Boom. Oh. There we go. See, I told you pickaxes were related. <laughs> it just it just takes a little bit yeah. because you're chatty Cletus. I think you're doing your pickaxe. <laughs> your lobotomy is wrong if you're using a pickaxe. Yeah, okay. Steal my joke. <laughs> <laughs> Hold still. And... It's probably still technically a lobotomy. You're just getting way different results. <laughs> Hold still and kill Dead. <laughs> they used ice picks, but it was close enough. Okay. Walter Freeman, the surgeon most famous for the procedure, would go on to perform around 3,500 lobotomies, including, and perhaps his most famous, the one performed on Rosemary Kennedy. Mm -hmm. His method involved putting a thin, ice-pick-like rod into the patient's eye socket and then hitting the back end with a hammer to sever connective tissue in the prefrontal cortex. And just reading that made my butthole clench. And he won the Nobel Prize for that. Yeah. By the way. For that brain massage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for sticking something sharp into someone's brain and breaking it. Well, he won a Nobel, Nobel Prize, Prize in medicine. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say I could win the Nobel Prize right fucking now. <laughs> so despite the horrible procedures performed there and the absolute squalor exposed by the Charleston Gazette's expose, the Tala wasn't shut down until 1994. That's when I was born. Wow. I, I had been alive for a little bit so, yeah. by then. I know. I'm not even going to. Nope. Nope. No, I know, but it's just like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That, like, it was that open that long. Yeah. That is 
even though people knew this was going on. Mm-hmm. They're like, eh. That it's not happening to me. Yeah, it's not in my backyard, and I don't <laughs> want to deal with those mentally ill folk. Mm. So... <laughs> then I was born, and now everyone has to deal with my ass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Today, visitors can go to the Tala and venture on any one of the different tours that are offered for as little as $10. Ooh. Oh. Go- yeah, it's pretty affordable. Ghost hunters who have visited in the past have said that they can, quote, feel the presence of the hundred who perished in shocking conditions. Some of the better-known spirits include a little girl named Lily who was born in the hospital, Jesse, a man who died of a heart attack in the bathtub, not the one with the Christmas water, thank God. Thank God for that. Oh, that would just add a real sour taste. That would just add bad flavor. Mm-hmm. It tastes like aspirin. <laughs> It wouldn't, because he had a heart attack. <laughs> I was going to say, I went heart attack, aspirin, you're supposed to chew, and whatever. Mm. Moving on. <laughs> uh, there's also the patient who was brutally murdered by his roommates. In an article I read in the Washington Washingtonian, the author went into a room supposedly haunted by a man by the name of Jim James. That, the what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make a Muppets Treasure Island joke. <laughs> They placed a flashlight on the floor and asked Jim to turn it on. And he did. Because he's the Mothman. <laughs> he's yes. not the Mothman. But... He's like, light! Lights? Mm. Mm. Then the author offered the spirit a cigarette if he turned the light back off. And once again, Jim obliged. They claimed that they didn't see anything else that was weird or unexplainable, but methinks the ghoul babes could crack that spirit tub right open. I think so. I just want to know if Jim ever got a cigarette. Yeah, I hope they didn't, like, welch on that deal. <laughs> well, like, apparently, you like, the this? guides give them to them, I guess. Um, or give it them a place where they can buy them. Uh, because a lot of the spirits like cigarettes. And oh. so it's a way to get them yeah, to, like, communicate to respond, yeah. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Because she made a point of being like, I don't smoke, but... Gotcha. I don't smoke, but I bought them. <laughs> and Jim's gonna take every last one. Here you go, Jim. Turn my light on. <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty helpful, you know, just if, on those days that I don't want to get up off the couch, take Jim home with me. <laughs> Jim, I'll give Alexa. you a cigarette. I'll give you a cigarette if you turn off my lights. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> Jim, turn off the Xbox. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> he listens better than Alexa does. <laughs> Here's another cigarette, Jim. <laughs> In a state famous for Civil War battles, moonshine and jug bands, there is also a surprising collection of oddities. Like the Flatwoods monster who appeared one fall night in 1952 in Braxton County when a UFO fell from the fucking sky. You know, <laughs> just normal stuff. Yeah, that'd be weird <laughs> if it fell from the ground. Yeah, this is just normal stuff, right? Mm, totally. <laughs> a group of local children and neighbors went to where the craft crashed and discovered a strange being with shiny eyes and a round red face cloaked in a green drape material. Mr. Burns. <laughs> totally <laughs> totally mr burns i bring you love i bring you it brings love, love. don't let it get away <laughs> <laughs> the monster hissed at the group just like mr burns <laughs> and disappeared the witnesses also told of a pungent aroma that made them nauseous that seemed to follow the monster the next day when the site was investigated they found skid marks and a weird gummy deposit but no smell Wait, like disgusting <laughs> Like, I guess where the UFO hit the ground, I was like, eat, eat, eat. I mean, that's a really good reason to crash because you had to shit yourself. Yeah, maybe it did. Maybe that's why <laughs> the alien shit its pants and that's why it crashed. It was, that was the smell. <laughs> it, 
Your your planet smells. I have to go. <laughs> Just. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Your planet smelled fine. <laughs> and there she goes. <laughs> That's why it hissed. It didn't want them to get closer to it. It's like, just go away. <laughs> Don't look in here. Don't look in here. It's full of poops. Don't look in here. I love it though. What a There's good no reason. bathroom on this thing. What a good. <laughs> Sorry. What a good reason to crash a ship because you were about to shit your ass. It just grabbed it. Shit your ass. <laughs> Have you never heard that? No. It just. It just grabbed and waddled. <laughs> Ow, my belly. <laughs> that creature's pants are saggy. It's got a saggy diaper that leaks. <laughs> Speaking of skid marks. Oh, no. <laughs> there's also the famed mystery hole. Oh, God. <laughs> a place which defies gravity. It's an apex between worlds, an ancient ley line, a clever tourist trap. No one knows for sure. But it is said that balls roll uphill, while others claim that simply being there has cured their illnesses and their ailments. Oh, shit. That's what the alien was trying to get to. He was 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 trying to go. I have IBS. (laughs) (laughs) I need a cure for IBS. It's a UFO, no IBS. (laughs) But perhaps the most famous haunted attraction of all, the famed West Virginia Penitentiary in Moundsville which is widely regarded as one of the most haunted prisons in the United States. The history of the prison is a dubious one from the start. The area surrounding Moundsville was once inhabited by prehistoric local indigenous tribes who would ceremonially enter their dead in burial mounds. So we're starting off with, again, a native burial ground. You can kind of see where this is going. This really seems like a... Seems familiar, right? (laughs) Yes, this is a familiar theme. The penitentiary was established in 1866, only three years after West Virginia became a state of the Union. Its very construction was due to inmate labor, and it continued housing inmates, 653 in total, along with a staff of 32, until its ultimate closure in 1995 due to, quote, inhumane conditions. The walls in many of the common areas feature murals painted by three inmates, with the help of color mixing from a fourth due to one of the inmate painters being colorblind. (laughs) What's funny about that? (laughs) <laughs> a little background our our sacrifices not color blind but color deficient i just you guys are all assholes <laughs> you guys are assholes leave me alone stop looking at me i can't my tell if you're looking twisted or not the sentence into thinking that the colorblind one was the one that was mixing the no <laughs> like wait this is backwards somehow well this is fucky <laughs> all of these colors are gray guys i don't know what we're doing what are we painting roses are gray violets are gray everything's gray, gray. i can't see i hate my i hate my life awful awful terrible so the prison building itself was divided into four separate and colorfully named sections The North Hall, a.k.a. the Alamo, which housed the worst and most violent offenders, men whose behavior and actions and crimes earned them 22 to 24 hours a day inside a five by seven foot cell. Five by seven feet's not very big. No, but I mean... (laughs) And you're in there 22 to 24 hours a day. By yourself, though, right? Oh, yes. Solitary. Yep. You're in there by yourself. Sign me the fuck up. I like that it's like either you get two hours of free time or you get none. None. Sign me the fuck up. I'm about to go and perform a lobotomy with that fucking ice pick thing, and I'm going to try and win a Nobel Prize, or I'm going to go to prison. (laughs) Either way. 
Sign me the fuck up. Right? The (laughs) next section was called the New Wall. The New Wall would house the general population, otherwise known as the Main Line. The area known as, quote, Rat Row would house snitches and informants whose testimony against their fellow inmates earned them special protection and their own separate exercise area in the yard because you know what they say, snitches Snitches get get stitches. stitches. Is that how that goes? Yep. Honor Hall was the polar opposite of the Alamo. It was inhabited by the trustees whose good behavior earned them special privileges and decreased security. Over the 129 years of its operation, 93 men were executed in the penitentiary, 83 by hanging and 9 by electrocution. Hangings were performed in the prison up until 1949. The condemned were led up the death house's 13 stairs. Their heads slipped through a noose with 13 knots, the number 13 being symbolic of the judge and each member of the jury. Oh, I learned something today. Yeah, I was today years old when... All hangings were public until 1931 when a man was decapitated during the hanging process. God damn. How fucking tight was that rope? Tight. Tight, tight. As, tight as a motherfucker. <laughs> After that, all executions were strictly, quote, by invitation only, which was limited to the inmate's family, the family of the victim, the media, members of the clergy, and the coroner. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Yes. <laughs> In 1951, capital punishment was reinstated by the state of West Virginia, and rather than bring back the antiquated former method of execution, they decided to wrench themselves into the modern era by installing an electric chair. The chair itself, affectionately known as Old Sparky, was commissioned to and built by a fellow inmate. I also want to know who named it. That's what it was called. Probably the inmate. Probably. This old Sparky. For obvious reasons, the guy who built the chair, the unfortunate fellow who was commissioned to build it, joined the ranks of those in protective custody on Rat Row. Oh, because that that would kind of go up there. Yeah, that's not cool. Like, not necessarily giving up anybody, but I mean, I mean, you built the thing; people get zapped in. So, like, yeah, I don't think you're gonna have any friends after that. (laughs) The electrician who performed the day before check of the switches installed one hot switch and two dead ones so as to give the guards responsible for throwing the switch a two out of three chance not to fire the live one uh like they did in uh uh firing lines yeah like they do in the firing squad where like one they somebody has a blank right so nobody knows who actually kills the person oh is that to make them feel it's it's to assuage their conscience yeah yeah Uh, Far beyond the average beatings and violent atmosphere of any prison, the West Virginia Penitentiary seemed to earn a special place in the halls of infamous notoriety. It saw its fair share of riots and deaths, 36 murders to be exact, enough to get it listed amongst the Department of Justice's top 10 most violent correctional facilities list. Charles Manson once even petitioned to be relocated here. His handwritten request remains on display to this day in the death chamber area. Really had no idea that the DOJ ranked stuff like BuzzFeed, but whatever. <laughs> All I want to know is if more of these top tens exist. Like, top ten places to get shanked. <laughs> top ten Top places. ten toilet wines. I don't know. I like, was just about to say that one. <laughs> top ten penitentiaries with the best toilet, toilet wine. wine. <laughs> Clearly, with its violent past and grim origins, this place has its fair share of demons, both literal and figurative. Ghosts have been seen here and heard in its condemned halls as well as sightings of the most famous specter, the sinister Shadow Man. A dark and featureless silhouette of a figure that roams the entire prison grounds. It is unknown who this figure and this lingering spirit may be of, perhaps a murdered inmate or of a guard that keeps his vigil in death that he kept in life. One thing is agreed upon, the Shadow Man is an incredibly intimidating presence to those who have encountered him. 
I can imagine with yeah. a name like the Shadow Man. Yeah, it's just like complete like sil. It's just a silhouette. There's no features. It's like just this big, just black shadow. It's not like old Sparky. <laughs> it's not old Sparky. <laughs> it gives you a little bit of like, oh, that's cute. It's like, oh, Come it's here, an Sparky. Oh, it's an electric chair. Ah! Um, zap. <laughs> and then dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then he died. Yeah. And then he died. He said yeah. good, and then he said garp, and then, and then he, he died. died. <laughs> well. So much of the chagrin of Cletus and Cletus Jr. Aw, hell. Oh, damn. Cletus. <laughs> Cletus. <laughs> that is all the time we have for you this episode, Spooky Nation. Thank you for sticking with us and supporting all that we do. We have some shout outs for you. To those who left us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Who are they? So we've got um, Hello and No, who left us a review. Thank you very much. Thank you. DAP1991 left us a review. Um, and even going back further. So those are the two most recent ones. So thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Yeah. There's uh, Myrtle Turtle 14 uh, Mark from Delaware, and My Stuttering Life. So thank you, guys. Thanks, Sincerely, guys. you guys pretty much made our day every time yeah. one of those popped up we get so excited when we see reviews so we do we like screenshot it and send it to each other like, oh did yeah. you see did you see all all day long <laughs> all day long I just want to say those are some amazing usernames i, I personally really like mark from delaware <laughs> yeah that that's a, a good, good one, one. Yeah. I it's like, like karen from, from finance oh my gosh or Please judy <laughs> judy d-j-o-o-d-i judy <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your continued support, and please continue to leave us feedback and reviews. We love hearing from you. We have a YouTube channel that we'll be starting soon with some behind-the-scenes videos, as well as content from any of our investigations. True. This is going to be fun, It's going to be fun. <laughs> you think that we're funny just listening to us. Wait till you look at my face. I was going to say, we funny looking, too. <laughs> Remember that tentacle from earlier? <laughs> it's waving at You're you. You're going to see a lot of it. You can't there's, see it, but it's waving at there's you. A, there's a lot of it. <laughs> Wait, you mean it's gotten bigger? <laughs> Just since the episode started, what? <laughs> we also have a server on Discord where you can interact with us, as well as all of our regular social media. And for anyone that doesn't know how Discord works, there's a invite link. Yes. Uh, we will keep it updated on Facebook and Twitter, and if it ever doesn't work, shoot us a tweet. We'll yeah, get you a new let one. us know. Please. I... I don't know how it works either, but I can ask. Yeah, I just posted the link on Facebook, so it's definitely on our on our Facebook page. So if you scroll back a few posts, it's definitely there. Like Quincy said, if it's not working, just let us know, and we can we can just shoot it to you. It it's might cool. just be Vivian interacting with you because Lauren and I'll be sitting there with our phones going. Eh. Yeah, it might just be me for a minute. So. It's cool. We can learn together, Spooky Nation. I'm here for you. <laughs> With her tentacles. Yeah. With my tentacle. Me and my three tentacles. Wait, tentacles? Are here for you. Three tentacles? Wait. <laughs> I thought I only had one. Well, we. I hate to break it to you. Aw, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> As if I wasn't weird enough looking before. We have such sights for you and such plans for the new year. A lot of exciting stuff is coming. 2020 isn't prepared for the Ghoul Babes invasion. Are you? Ooh. Join us in two weeks when the ghoul babes dive into a strange and twisting tale of true crime in episode 14, The Murder That No One Saw, The Strange Case of the Town of Skidmore versus Ken Rex McElroy. Stay, Stay spooky, friends. friends.